Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And as always, we're having audio issues, but. But are we? I don't know. We'll see. We're, yeah, we're. You tell us. You tell us. Yeah, if if it's unlistenable, please let us know. We're try we we don't have a huge budget here. We're trying to make it as sound as great as possible without yeah. being in a professional studio. Oh yeah, or a, a studio at all. Anything that could be reasonably called a studio. We have like professional quality microphones. Yeah, they're old. They're just old. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Other than that, anything new going on this week? Um. Let's see. I. Okay, so I'm still not on a diet. I feel like I need to go on a diet. I'm not going to. I'm going to reassess, you know, why I decided not to go on a diet in, mm-hmm. in 2019. I feel like, you know, my goal was if I'm never dieting, then what is going to happen is I'm going to be more like, conscious of what I'm eating and then like I'm just gonna have better eating habits overall has that happened uh who's to say yeah I am sort of in the same place um I was actually really inspired having Amber on last week and her talking about like just the simple sort of fixes that she made yeah about um I mean I try to do like at least 12 hours usually 14 hours of intermittent fasting but then those like no you know grains and stuff after three that's something I definitely don't do so I was thinking about you know trying to do that as much as possible but not being like I need to do this every day sure um so last night I experimented with that and made chicken and lentils and broccoli and no bread or rice or anything else Mm. um it was fine. Very four-hour body of <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, well, it's funny. Like, I literally had not been able to make lentils for years after four-hour body. It Destroys it, yeah. your taste for lentils. It was, it was like my, yeah, I was just traumatized by lentils. But in the past, I think it was because of, wait, something, some goop recipe um, or some lentil soup recipe I made uh, a couple weeks ago. And it was so good. And so now, then I bought more, I bought like a big bag of green lentils and I, made them yesterday and they're really good i like green lentils lentils are so good i ever since i got back from um france i've been like any lentil is fine by me because they know what they're doing with lentils oh yeah that is that reminds me when i was in paris we um went out to lunch at like a bistro and uh all of us got you know, like a meat, either like a lamb shank or a roast chicken or something. But for my two-year-old nephew, we ordered him just like the lentil side dish. Mm-hmm. Um, and it came with uh, like lardons. 
and it was what's that like um like thick like cut bacon, bacon? Yeah. yeah and it was i mean the best lentils i've ever had in my life we all just like ate all of his food oh my god yeah i mean i had that for dinner one night and it was just that it was just like lentils with bacon yeah. and it was like i think about it constantly i gotta just make that because that's I know. like i mean bacon is not the best thing for you but it's it's not a carb like you could can... you have that on four hour body i think so yeah of course yeah you can have bacon yeah 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 you i mean they tim ferris tells you to like have as much lean meat as possible so you're not you shouldn't have like it's not like atkins or something where you can just have as much bacon as possible sure but yeah i don't think bacon's against the rules that's good um yeah so i had lentils just in chicken broth and leeks and then um i made chicken thighs in like a berber like spicy rub Mm. and then um just broccoli in the oven with uh olive oil and coriander Sounds good to me. It was, yeah, it was good. It was a little like too healthy because it was also RuPaul's Drag Race night. And usually like John and I will have indulge in something a little unhealthy that so night. So you go, you, okay. So you're celebrating at home for, during That's RuPaul's Drag Race. That's the problem is I, there's too many nights a week where I quote unquote celebrate at home. Yeah. Because it's always either Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives of New York, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, RuPaul's Drag Race. Sure. So it's like every night it's like, oh my God, it's a fun like night of TV. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, let's. You know, let's get Del Taco. Let's uh, let's get Domino's. Yeah, let's be a little let's bad. Let's be a tonight. little bad. Yeah, let's you know make a, make a cocktail, and it's like you can't. If I mean, there's so much good reality television, so you can't make that like every night. You can't make like a celebration of that's that's true. Every night of reality TV can't be a celebration. Although there is good reality TV right now. I don't always watch it, but it's like we're in the good like. I think March might be the best month for it. Yeah. This is, at least on Bravo, this is like one of their sort of like solar eclipse weeks where there's four different housewives on. Yeah. Um, but it's like two of the best. Like New York and Beverly Hills are the only ones I watch and they're everybody's favorite, right? Well, no, I think Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills might be better this season, but Beverly Hills, I think for the last few years amongst Bravo people, it's like the lowest of the low. Like, oh, really? Boring. <laughs> yeah, um, it is pretty boring. Like Atlanta is funny usually is one of the ones that people say oh, is yeah. great. But this season, Atlanta's been a little boring. So, it, you know, it, it, there's always highs and lows. Yeah. Um, New York is, I think, the only one that's, like, consistently amazing. I love New York so much. Uh, guys, if you don't know, watch Bravo reality shows. They're good. Yeah, and The Bachelor is also in full See, swing. And, um, you know, and we're just, like, I love it when it's, the bachelor is almost coming to an end and you're like okay i can deal with this because you know you've still got the bachelorette and you've Mm -hmm. still got paradise i'm just i spent all year waiting for bachelor in paradise i mean yeah you are to bachelor as i am to bravo uh i I watch bravo though i watch a couple couple. i watch i mean basically like new york and beverly Beverly Hills. hills yeah i also listen to like several podcasts a week um breaking down bravo shows so it's 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 definitely like in my ears and eyes almost all the time i didn't know there were several i listened to one uh but only when i'm only when the ones that i watch are on i listen to three religiously that is insane it is insane and then also even though it's not on bravo i feel like Lindsay lowen's beach club is sort of of the bravo it's of the bravo it's in the bravo verse yeah um so that has been a fun like diversion to just seeing her um and the depths of her insanity yeah Oh my god! Um, yeah, I wish. I mean, I mean, like you know, Goop made this deal with Netflix. They're gonna have sort of. I imagine it's gonna be sort of like a mostly like a cooking show or like interviews out on the field with weird doctors and stuff. Do you think it's gonna be like I don't know, like Super Soul Sunday or something? Probably. Well, I, I've actually never seen Super Soul Sunday, so it's is just, that just her talking? Or? She's interviewing like Deepak Chopra or yeah. something. I imagine it'll be like a segment of that of her interviewing some idiot. It'll be a segment of someone in the kitchen making a recipe, mm-hmm. and then it'll be like a segment of like a product. Do you that... think this is how they pitched it? Yes, because exactly I'm I'm on board. <laughs> that sounds good to me. Um, what I wish it was would be a Vanderpump Rules or Lindsay Lohan Beach Club style verite show about yeah. the inner workings of the Goop office, and it's you have you have Megan, you have Jean, you have Anne, you have everyone. I know they've been approached. Yeah, doing that. And then, you know, at the end, Gwyneth comes in and they all have to like show her what they've been working on. Oh, she, like, so good. And then she like fires someone at the end of yeah, the Yeah, be like an elimination. Yeah, yeah, it's like The Apprentice, the but new apprentice. Gonna be like. No. Oh, God. Um. So, yeah, I have no diet news except for my re- appreciation for lentils 
Lentils are good. Um, yeah. Also, my therapist was like, you need to eat more leafy greens. Mm. And I was like, okay. Your but... therapist is also like a nutritionist? No, she's just like, oh, mm. so many things. Concuss- oh, my God. BB. Jesus Christ. BB just jumped up on my lap as if he wanted to get on board with this conversation about leafy greens. But then it looked like he almost fell off. Yeah. Wow. BB is so crazy. He's... um. Losing his mind. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm afraid that he's like <laughs> losing it a little bit. Right. I don't know. It's okay. Um, but he's still young. Yeah. He's just crazy. Um, what was I saying about? Oh, leafy greens. Oh yeah, no. She's like, oh, you have to make sure people undervalue sleep, exercise, and nutrition for mental health. That's really important. You need to get all that stuff. Yeah, that's true. And the thing is, you have to like be very consistent about your your green intake because if you feel like your body gets used to eating lots of fiber and lots of greens, and then your body like handles it, but if you just like slack off for a week or two and like eat like shit, and then you go back and you're like, I'm gonna have a giant salad full of kale and broccoli and beans and stuff, then you're just you're you're farting and it's, really it's i think really i handled that stuff it. pretty well yeah i don't think i'm i don't have like a raw vegetable problem i yeah it's like if i'm consistent about it i'm fine but then it's just the shock of like the new <laughs> yeah i definitely have a harder time with like dominoes or like fast oh, see, food or like God, that for stuff. me it's so scary because if i eat i mean i can eat too much and feel like shitty the next day mm-hmm. um or even like feel just like gross and fat but as far as like my digestive system, yeah. Domino's is just like perfectly at home. It does not belong in my body. I can't. It's not good for me. Weird. Um, so let's also talk about, oh God, this is going to be so boring. The new New York Times interview, I guess in the business section, there's like a column called Corner Office where they like interview a different CEO every week. Mm-hmm. That sounds like the kind of thing I would never read. Yeah, so we would obviously never read this, except when the CEO is our very own GP herself. Sure, I still didn't read it. Oh yeah, you still. <laughs> but didn't I read did it. look at the picture. So if you haven't seen this uh, article, um, the the headline is Gwyneth Paltrow is all business, and then there's a picture of her in what what Aggie only could describe as like a smooth criminal trench coat. Yeah, that's what it looks. <laughs> so it looks like. Wade Robson as Michael Jackson without the fedora. <laughs> yeah, no fedora. Um, it's. I mean, it's, we all just have Michael Jackson on our mind. I guess we've obviously. got. I must have had Michael Jackson on the brain when I was looking at her, but it's very like. Also, she's doing this like wide leg, like man spread kind of thing, like maybe sitting on a stool or with her it's legs like a, spread really wide. She's sitting on like um like a block that would be in like a college theater program that you just like use. Oh. As, like, a, block uh, or set is she i can't yeah, really see it's just like a, a wooden block oh yeah okay so they just like brought um, it out for her and then um yeah i guess she's trying to show that like it's also very like a hillary clinton 2008 because she's like look i'm like a man too look how i'm sitting which is weird for gwyneth yeah and she has i mean she always has some makeup on but this is very natural like the lighting is not even like it's pretty glamorous. severe it's, yeah, it's pretty it's like yeah, she wants to be taken seriously as a business person, obviously. But this has been the her like media narrative for years now, so I don't even understand what this article is accomplishing. I think she just wants to get the word out as much as possible. Um, yeah, so she says, like, sort of the subhead is, like, her admission that she was masquerading as an actress. She never really was an actress. Which she is insane. Was, no, it's crazy. She was definitely an actress. She won an Academy Award, <laughs> and she also, like, still is in movies. <laughs> yeah, she, like, is still in Marvel movies and... Yeah, I don't know. Um, and then, of course, they ask her. I mean, and this is for you know a business crowd that might just be like learning about Goop now and being like, oh, should I invest in this Goop? But these questions are pretty basic. It had, this is nowhere near like the great like Taffy um, Broadness or Acker column from last year. Uh, it's just like very simple questions. And she answers them the way that she's been answering them for the past decade, such as what is Goop all about? She's been asked this millions of times. She still doesn't have an still answer. Still doesn't have the answer down. It's like Sarah Palin, what magazines do you read? I like, know all of them. The what is Goop about? All of it. That's Elizabeth it. Warren, are you Native American? All of it. All of it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she says, 
we want to always be moving culture forward with what we do in the content and in the offerings and also create conversations and forums to help eliminate shame. I think a lot of women experience a lot of shame in their lives. The more we talk about things that are sometimes uncomfortable, that are sometimes unknown, it might resonate with somebody and then we might help them shed a little bit of that feeling. What? So that's what Goop is about. Now it's about eliminating shame. Eliminating shame. <laughs> All um, right. And then they ask her about like pseudoscience and she has her same talking points. Um, Paradigm shifting. Well, yeah, like um, some of the things on your site stray into the realm of pseudoscience that may not maybe not only unproven but potentially dangerous and she says when we were young and not even monetizing the business and just sort of creating content we didn't necessarily understand anything about claims we just thought oh this is a cool alternative modality let's write about it of course we've made some mistakes along the way but we've never been prescriptive we've never said you should try this or this works we're just saying wow this is interesting let's have a Q&A with this person who practices this and that somehow trans gets translated into Gwyneth says you should do this so that's like obviously bullshit. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's but that's her that's kind of been her answer yeah, to that yeah, question. And time. it is true. I mean, like she's not well, you know, the newsletter hasn't been in the format of like, "Hi, it's me, Gwyneth, and I want to tell you about all the things yeah. that I like for a very long time." And I didn't even understand until I think very recently that all these anonymous Q&A things that the person who's supposedly asking the the questions is Gwyneth. I think that's why they don't have the byline. I think you're supposed to imagine that's Gwyneth having those conversations. I think so. Because I think that's, isn't that how it used to be? Uh, Well, it used to be just her, like in her voice writing what she was into. I assumed, yeah, I don't know what I assumed. I never, I never pictured Gwyneth being the one asking the questions until unless it specifically is like Gwyneth sat down with so-and-so sure but yeah maybe you are supposed to think it's Gwyneth I have no idea I don't know either um, that's what they should be asking her the New York Times let us interview her I, oh, I that's God. probably the only question I would have for her yeah like who is asking these questions who is writing in to ask Jean is ask Jean real we need a hard-hitting yeah investigative because, piece like they literally just say oh if you have a question just hit us up on instagram but also like if i guess you could just write a question in the comments but, like you can't dm someone unless like they also follow maybe you like put a question in the comments and then if they like it they'll be like hey can you write this yeah, as like a paragraph who knows we still we still should try it out the asking a question yeah, just, like i mean they they know who we are We'd have to like create a. I don't think they know who we are, Brian. Oh, Aggie, give yourself some credit. They know who we are. Thanks. Uh, So, yeah, one more question or one more thing I want to talk about with this stupid interview. Yeah. Um, They ask some people have accused Goop of being an elitist brand, but you've pushed back. Can you explain your thinking here? So, here she says a lot of people here, hey, you could eat a little better and exercise a bit more. That's not what they're saying. But they don't want to take responsibility for themselves. So it's easier to be critical of an en- of an entity or a person who is suggesting that uh, than it is to start making small, perhaps uncomfortable shifts in their lives. The true tenets of wellness are all free. Being in nature, meditating, eating whole foods. If you told our grandparents that eating whole natural foods was elitist, they would have thought you were crazy. That's not true. It's so not true. Like... People don't have like my grandparents and our grandparents are like from the depression and like eating shit out of tins and stuff like our grandparents weren't like, oh, we walk the orchards and like pick fresh fruit every day. My grandma, literally her fruit was a can of fruit cocktail. Yeah. So maybe she means her. Well, Gwyneth's like a generation above us. I guess so. Also, my grandma's still alive and she fucking eats like like ice cream only. That's like the only food she eats. And like just being I mean. And it's not like a newsflash that Gwyneth is elitist and doesn't like think of women not in a socioeconomic position that she's in. But the fact that she's saying like being in nature, meditating and eating whole foods are free. Like, first of all, most people on the low end of the socioeconomic spectrum do not have the luxury of like going to nature. They don't have right. the time to be meditating because they work three jobs and have kids and whatever. And then eating whole foods are is literally so much more expensive. It's a lot more it's expensive. The opposite of free. And also, like, there are so many more pieces of advice than just whole foods. Like, they have so many, like, strange um, sugars and flours oh, yeah. and things that are cost a lot of money. And, like, I don't know. I mean, and we love her recipes. And we say, like, oh, definitely, like, like delete three quarters of the ingredients yeah just delete any if you can't find it or can't pronounce it just don't put it in because it's probably just some like weird powder yeah it doesn't matter 
Um, so I don't know. I don't know if she's learning anything, honestly. This, yeah. is, this is like depressing for me. But in on, in all honesty, who cares? That's true. Who cares? Yeah. Um, shall we get to the newsletter? Sure. This was thank God. This was a two two newsletter week. It was Why? Really refreshing because now now they're mostly three, and it just like takes so long. It's to read too it. many. Yeah. Um. So I was excited to see just the two. Uh, what was your best of the week? My oh my god. <laughs> BB. BB, what was your best of the week? BB, <laughs> he just got his paws stuck in my hair. Right. Anyway, my best of the week was last week. One of our listeners sent me a clip of that um, Tinian uh, Nunian uh, that oh, the the, the sexy lingerie yeah. from Christian. Uh, just like the intro to that. Okay. And it's part of this series that's like. Um, female founders where they're trying to put a highlight on like female founders of companies and stuff. And just recently, um, well, I was looking at it and I realized it was part of that series and I've seen that before. Um, and recently we met someone, I met someone at your house who was, who told me that she has a company that was featured on goop. And she said that, having her stuff featured on Goop was like a huge benefit to her company. And it like totally helped her like make be in business. And yeah, she has a, it's just like a natural cosmetics company. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought she was just like a person like us. Like she wasn't like some like crazy person. No. She wasn't like a super fancy rich lady. She didn't like have everything handed to her already. Like she seemed like just like a normal person. Like, she wasn't some, like, fancy, like, out-of-touch, like, she was, like, a cool, nice girl. And it was just, um, it made me think of how actually good it is that Goop does so much to elevate female business owners and smaller companies. And I think, all in all, Goop is probably a net positive in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So, my best... Is Goop and Goop's highlighting of female business owners, which I'm sure would make one a happy. Oh, totally. Yeah. And like, yeah, the the woman that we met the other night, she, yeah, she just like is a person like you or I. And I imagine when Goop does, you know, their spread about these, especially if you're like a cosmetics person, you want to like glam up for your interview and stuff. And so like all these women that we see, who are business owners on Goop seem sort of like out of touch and super rich and crazy like Gwyneth. Most of them are probably just, you know, normal people, normal entrepreneurs that like want to sell some products and yeah. we should be celebrating them. Yeah. Instead of what we do. <laughs> instead of like tearing them down and uh, dissecting their morning routines and calling them stupid. I don't call them. We don't call them stupid. Do we? Mm, I don't know. I probably have in the I'm past. I'm sure I've done all kinds of bad stuff. But yes, the magic of Goop is, I don't know, it smooths out all the rough edges on these people and they are just normal three-dimensional people. Yeah, it's their marketing, not totally. the real people. Okay, what's yours? Um, <clears throat> Mine is, okay, mine was, this is um, interesting. Mine was the Jennifer Freed astrology article called What's Astrology Can Teach Us About Self-Acceptance. Okay, this was my worst, but go on. Yeah, so, I mean, I figured. Uh... So we all know Jennifer Freed. She was a psychological astrologer, then became like a family psychologist, then became some sort of love guru. And I think has some sort of like institute. Yeah. But now, thank God, I think she's back to her roots being an astrologer. Sort of. Sort of. So, I mean, any astrology article is always like going to be my best. Uh, this one, it's a little hard to understand. Uh. Yeah, what it comes down to, or just sorry, this is your time. I'll yeah. let you. I'll let you. <laughs> she see. so okay. So she basically is like you. Your traits, your behaviors, your feelings, your thoughts are based on your astrological signs, and then she breaks them down and is like, these are the good parts of your sign. These are the bad parts of your sign. Let's try to encourage the good and not do the bad, and then that will help you gain self acceptance. I guess. Okay, I can't. I I can't. I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, that's the basic idea. So, like, for me, we've all read about our, like, sun sign or whatever the hell it is a million billion times. And so I'm an Aquarius, which I've really come to 
appreciate you're an aquarius and i love that about you thank you what do you mean you're an aquarius you're creative okay you're inscrutable sometimes so what are you thinking who knows (laughs) (laughs) okay so for behavior it's like you could either be seen as visionary or be seen as aloof and so you're just supposed to circle like Am I visionary or am I aloof? And if I think I'm aloof, can I try to think I'm visionary? And then you go on. Am I open or cold-hearted? Well, I don't know. You know, neither. Probably cold-hearted. But I don't feel bad about that. I feel like I'm an Aquarius. I'm not really cold-hearted. I get it. Yeah, yeah. And the people that love you and that you love get it. You're just, um, you maybe are cold-hearted to people that don't know you, but fuck them. I mean, I feel fine. I don't think you're cold-hearted. Thank you. And also, it's like, you know... I guess it's like you have a choice of like you could either see yourself as cold hearted or you could. I don't know. You're supposed to circle the good one or something. You're supposed to circle which one you feel like. And then if you circle the bad one, you know, make yourself feel like the good one. It's just I'm not into this article. I'm just uh, this to me seems a little bit. I don't know. Couldn't she? It just seems a little childish. Yeah. I mean, so what I sort of appreciated about it was that it did it did break things up like very simply because sometimes you'll read um like astrology things and it'll be they'll be so wordy and so confusing and you you end up being like what is going on i don't understand and this one at least was like pretty straightforward and i think everyone who follows astrology a little bit like knows sort of the main traits of their sun sign so i am a capricorn and the behavior is either accomplishing or comparing the feelings are satisfied or inadequate and the thoughts are, I accomplish great deeds on behalf of others, or I can't stop p- comparing myself to others. And it's true. I always compare myself to others. Um, I don't know if I'm like that accomplishing, but that, I guess that's like a, um, a good trait to have. Uh, and it says Capricorn's ambition is best used for the stewardship of resources and the right distribution of necessities for the masses. What? So I guess maybe I meant to be like a billionaire philanthropist. I have no idea. Oh, I thought you were going to be like a communist leader. Oh, to like redistribute the wealth. Isn't that what it says? Yeah, I guess so. I was thinking more of like a like a Bill Gates who like gives to charity, but maybe it is the social structure, and I should be forced to share my my resources with the masses doesn't it say you get matt you get it and then you distribute it or did i make that up yeah well i i guess i assumed it meant that you have the initiative in a capitalist society to uh redistribute your wealth on your own volition without letting big government redistribute the wealth for you but i mean that's more of a no philosophical what i was thinking was that not that that you would be a that it would be all your choice like you are the leader of the movement that is redistributing the wealth to all the people got it oh okay so i'm like i'm like a trotsky yes I thought I was more like a Bill Gates, but no, I understand that. Yes. Um, and then it says, climbing to the top of divine compassion is the noble goal, which I don't know what that means. Being the most compassionate, being compassionate. Mm, I guess. But also, I because I was born two weeks after my due date, I always also look at the Sagittarius one because I, um, I was supposed to be a Sagittarius. Mm. And that I, f- I do feel like I am a combination of um, a Capricorn and a Sagittarius because the Sagittarius like dichotomy is you can either be meaning meaningful or decadent. Um, your feeling is free or grandiose thoughts. I believe in the best for everyone, or I'm going from one hedonistic pursuit to another. <laughs> and I feel like I have a little bit of that in me too. So I need to like watch my, my decadent hedonistic Sagittarian nature. That's so funny that there's a, that I didn't know that Sagittarius was supposed to be hedonistic. Yeah. Like, and I also, I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but like all my planets and stuff are in one sort of corner of the Zodiac. So I'm like, all of my planets are either in, um, Scorpio, Sagittarius, Capricorn, Aquarius, or Pisces. Mm -hmm. And I have no sort of like spring or summer signs. Um, so I'm supposedly I'm like mentally, unbalanced (laughs) but um but i think that's also why like i get along with a lot of people that were born in the winter like sagittarians aquarians pisces um and then i also like my husband is a cancer my sister's a cancer like i have a lot of like meaningful cancer relationships in my life when is that summer that's early summer yeah um like uh, late june early july uh but other signs like i don't think i have any aries friends and i don't really think i have like very many close um 
like Virgo or Libra friends either. I think those are signs that like I just don't respond to. Yeah, I don't know. I dated a Libra. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, they're it's intense for me because they're very like judgy. Yeah. Um. I and also when I was younger, I used to have a lot of Gemini friends, but yeah. I think I've sort of outgrown my Gemini friends. Yeah, so it's like they're too much for me. They're too much. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I mean I get what you're saying. Like the. Jennifer Freed, I feel like she's one of these people that has like a million thoughts in her mind, she but like seemed, can't yeah. sort of focus. Which is fine. Maybe she's a Gemini. Yeah. What? Yeah. Can she put put it all on the table, yeah, Freed? Tell we us should, what you are. We should look up her birthday. Uh, yeah, I guess it wouldn't be that hard to <laughs> yeah. figure it out. But I would like it if she was just come clean about it. Um. But yeah, I now I'm sort of like appreciative of her sort of quixotic. I don't know, just like jack of all trades, master of none persona that she has. <laughs> well, she's a master of at least one. She's an MD, isn't she? Or she's a PhD. Who the fuck knows? Um, so that was your worst. Uh, yeah. Uh, my worst. Oh, God. My worst was the Old Navy commercial. Oh, yeah. So this was another one of these, you know, and we just talked about how great it was, but the like female empowerment um, it was like well, the it's CEO. not a small business owner because it's fucking well, old navy. Maybe. Um, so like, I'm sorry, I just don't want to see like a goop, the goop font next to like a pop up old navy ad okay. selling twelve dollar jeans. Listen, old navy, and I mean no disrespect, it's the lowest of the low. It is the lowest like, of the low. <laughs> I have stuff from old navy. I'm not proud of it, but I do have it. Like. I, I'm not judging anyone for having anything from Old Navy or like having gone into an Old Navy, whatever. Sometimes you're like, I need a fucking I mean, it literally top, is the cheapest store. It's the cheapest store and it's like, it's just like not super cute stuff. No, it's like super comfortable. Like if you're not leaving the house, you know, like these jeans, like if you put on a few pounds, you can still fit into an Old Navy jeans. Yeah, your Old Navy jeans will be there for you no yeah. matter what. But so I appreciate that. But I mean, it's I can't think of a brand that is farther away from Goop on the spectrum. I mean, it is the opposite of Goop. It's so crazy. And like Goop is heaven and Old Navy is the devil. <laughs> and I, I mean, I got this um, this lady, Jamie Gersh. She's Old Navy's chief marketing officer and she's been a Gap veteran for 17 years. So um, I guess uh the the composition of the executive team at Old Navy is unusually female heavy, which is a really good That's thing. Good. Seventy one percent female at the executive level, seventy nine percent female throughout the entire organization. Um, I guess my question is: Is that really unusual in sort of um, like the fashiony retail sphere? I think it's um, unusual in every industry. In every industry, yeah. yeah. Um, and so then she talks about like so obviously they don't talk about actual old navy clothes because like no one who's reading goop would no one wants to hear that shit no so she talks about how like last international oh because it's also international women's day today so the last international women's day they old navy put because there's only so there's like 150 statues of people in new york and only five of them are of women which is so fucked up and insane but i guess what old navy did did as like a corporate stunt was to like put their old navy floral dresses on the five statues of women throughout new york that's not good and then she said like it brought her to tears to like see the old navy dresses on these statues that's weird it's so weird i don't know that makes it sadder yeah. oh she didn't even see it because she lives in somewhere else she says i saw the picture from my th- from the team in new york and tears started streaming down my face because they put an old navy dress on a statue of a woman for <laughs> International Women's Day. Yeah. So instead of just like honoring them, they were like tarted them up and turned them into Too a- old like these I'm sorry, Susan B. Anthony doesn't want to wear a fucking old navy floral dress. No, she doesn't. No the, one wants to wear fearless that. Fearless Wall Street girl is like, fuck you, old navy. Yeah. Wait. Um that's also bad though. The fearless Wall Street girl is also bad. Why? Well, um, it's it was art. just at it's not it's corporate art it was pay, it's like mm-hmm. it's all corporate art okay that's the the system of patronage in the art world did you watch velvet buzzsaw uh no i kept starting it and then like i i don't know i recommend it but because, no I, I get what you're saying like wait was the fearless girl was that commissioned by a specific company to advertise i think them? it was like i think it was merrill lynch or one of those uh, yeah, and it was sense. also like it's so pandering because it's like there's like that big bull oh, and yeah. it's like representative of the stock market or whatever and then they put that girl there to be like uh-uh but it but it 
is it was paid for by it's not like some like anti fucking Wall Street like no. socialist organization was like oh, no, this is what we want to see. Wall Street. I mean, it was just because they were like, oh, let's put this there, so it'll be like I don't know why I don't understand the point of it. I understand the bull for that area. I don't understand the girl what that means. I think it was supposed to give voice to the fact that like very few women have high powered jobs on Wall Street, but then it's like women shouldn't want i mean women should want anything that they want but those are like the evilest people in the world so i think it's cool that women don't do those jobs as much well i just think like if you want to do something like hire more women you don't need to put like this stupid uh, yeah, bullshit yeah. statue on the fucking i uh, mean it was very of its it was very like post trump election like women's march pussy hat era i think of like i just don't respond to like yeah. bullshit phony corporate feminism wow all right sorry Naomi you heard Klein. it here Isn't that first. the lady that wrote no logo naomi klein i don't know i read it in college i read no statue tulsi gabbard 2020 oh my god no that is a joke <laughs> okay. um what was your craziest sarah gottfried that's the md she's the one who wrote the thing about um you know whatever your diet yeah this and- is my craziest too Okay, it was really, really long. It was really boring. It's about how like the women's mind-body connection. She has a new book with a 40-day diet reset for your mind-body connection. Not sure I get it. I think it's your usual stuff. Leafy greens, no GMOs, probably very little grains. I'm sure healthy fats. I mean, yeah, if, I, threes, if blah, I were blah, blah. to guess, but... One of the things that she says having a bad um, mind-body connection can cause is resting bitch face. Yeah, that was a very weird thing. I was like, what the... That's it. My craziest is that she put resting bitch face on that list. Because resting bitch face is like another made-up sexist thing. It's like you think a woman looks like a bitch and so you give her resting bitch face. Like we don't like that anymore. It's not... Yeah, it's not a real thing, obviously. It's literally men expecting women to smile at them and if they're not they say you have resting bitch yeah so it's like oh if i'm on a diet i'll look happy and nice i don't know i don't get it i don't like it it was weird and it was crazy yeah this woman i mean and again i think it it hurts because she she's she obviously has a book to sell and she doesn't want to like give away her entire diet to goop so you don't buy the book but because she's not actually saying what's on the diet, the whole thing seemed very vague and it was because like so long. Because it was long. so long. It's yeah. like you need to give a small... I think if these people say what's on the diet, I don't think it makes them sell less. Like Melissa no. Hartwood, like Whole30 is all available for free. You yeah. don't need the book to do it, but everybody buys the book anyway. I think, yeah, these people don't... Because like if you want to start a diet, you 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 want to like surround yourself with like fun things to inspire you so you are going to like buy the book you're going to go shopping and probably spend too much money on groceries like you're going to do all these things yeah. so just like giving away if they just if she just said oh eat salmon and vegetables and lentils and don't eat dairy and don't drink alcohol like it wouldn't yeah, it wouldn't hurt her book sales I don't think I mean also who's going to go and buy a book if you don't know what the diet is Exactly I mean, I guess you could like read the first chapter on Amazon, but so I don't know what made me and I I don't want to get into a long thing about GMOs because we could be talking about this for years. We also don't really get no order. And about. yes, we're all learning about this. So I, I'm, I'm by no means saying that I'm an expert, but um, she claims that um, GMO crops and specifically uh, the Roundup, the uh, or like the weed aside or whatever the that yeah, Roundup, killed, right? Roundup, yeah, has a chemical called glyphos, uh, glyphosate, and that is the thing that causes everything from bloating to weight gain to leaky gut to maybe cancer. And so this seemed, I mean, and I guess a lot of people do believe this, and it's been promoted by um, the like Cancer Institute from the World Health Organization. But then you go and you see other science websites that say no like there is no there you know this chemical is just there's only like a tiny trace in your food there's no way that this could cause um like any of these health problems and it, it basically is very controversial and i'm i lean towards like listening to the scientists um and then of course goop doesn't even call this speculative yet promising they call it supported by science which i don't think it is i think supported by science i don't really know what that means for goop but it it doesn't mean like it's pretty 
low yeah bar. i think it means like there might be one or two studies where this is supported where so some aspect of it too it doesn't mean the whole thing is just like yeah. one thing that she says yeah so they when they first uh give you the term gly- uh, glyphosate they footnote it they there's a hyperlink and then you click on it and then there's a footnote so the footnote basically says uh, glyphosate is marketed by monsanto as a product called roundup they go into blah 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 Um, And then it says glyphosate can disrupt the gut barrier, potentially increasing the risk of inflammatory disease from Hashimoto's uh, to depression. So they list off all these health problems supposedly caused by glyphosate. But then the footnote doesn't have any source. It is literally not connected. Like I could not find... It's just on Goop? It's just on Goop. It says, you know, footnote one, and then you click it, (laughs) and then there's literally no source to it. Uh, So then I like, I went to this this GMO K-hole, and I went to... um, a website uh, called the Cornell Alliance for Science, which is by Cornell Sounds University. Really to me. And there is, oh, so also like this lady um, that wrote this article is, I mean, she's an MD, but she's like a gynecologist. So nutrition is not necessarily her yeah, specialty. She's written stuff for Goop before, yeah. I think. And then on the Cornell website, they have um, Dr. Allison L. Vaninanam. Um, and she is uh, a doctor in animal genomics and biotechnology um, in the Department of Animal Science at UC Davis. So she seems like she would sort of know what she's talking about more. Um, and she talks about glyphosate, um, that basically the thing that it does to kill the weeds, like the crops that um, are GMOs specifically are designed for the glyphosate to not affect it so um so the whole point of the gmo crops is to not be affected by this glyphosate that is killing the weeds and so you either can say like gmo crops are unhealthy for you or like they don't exist and they obviously exist because they are staying alive in the face of this roundup so she was just basically saying the argument doesn't make any sense and I'm, That's probably right. Dude, I'm not explaining this well, but you should go on their website and it seems like it's fucking fine to eat GMO crops. Yeah, I think that like most scientists yeah. say that it's okay. And I do it. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. No one really knows, I guess, but it's it, it seems like on the spe- and it's not as destructive as like anti-vax people obviously because you can feed your kids organic produce and be perfectly be healthy fine. but it does seem sort of in the same realm of pseudoscience yeah and it also seems kind of classist to me and also i mean are, isn't sort of the point of gmos that they're supposed to help like world hunger yeah and because stuff? during yeah. like because of climate change and because of famine and drought like you know organic fancy rice or whatever can't really grow in like the deserts of africa and you yeah. can like actually design a crop that can grow in not the best growing conditions and feed millions of people so it's one thing if you're you know a rich person in santa monica who doesn't want to feed your kids cheerios or whatever but like to go out of your way to outlaw gmos for uh people less fortunate yourself than yourselves is like truly destructive and evil okay um shall we move on yes what would you try i would try reading the book Cersei. Um, it was all over Goop's. I don't know. I they sort of were like posting it on Instagram and saying like this is the Goop book club or something. But I I don't really know. They said they were going to start a real book Goop book club, but I don't know that they have ever done that. I mean, they definitely have. Sometimes they talk about books. I remember there was like a Zadie Smith book they were talking yeah. about for a little bit. They'll do a seasonal roundup. They'll be like spring books to read or summer books to read. Yeah, but this was more like it's definitely not like Oprah level focused where there's like Q and A's and a whole no. fucking rollout for it or whatever. But you know. Whatever. Anyway, so I got this book from the library and I started it and it's so good. It's about um, this character. She's like the witch in the Odyssey and it's like a reimagining of her life in a novel. Oh, that's um, cool. Yeah, that was like just written. So, so it's like wicked for Homer. Yeah, kind of. Um, and it's really, really good. I'm just like, I mean, I just started it, but I'm loving it and i can't wait to finish it uh 
That sounds great. Yeah. Um, it was written by Madeline Miller. Cool. Wait, that name sounds familiar, but she's written like a bunch of other books that are also about like the same thing, like novels about like Greek gods okay. or Greek myths or something. Um, I mean, I think that's what they're about from like the names and the makes sense. covers. It's like Cassandra, those type of people. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just finished my book. I was reading um, "The Feral Detective" by Jonathan Lethem. Oh yeah, it was. I can't like wholeheartedly recommend it um, because the main character is definitely like a woman written by a man that is Which not is like, really convincing as a real woman. Yeah. But if you like um, his writing and if you like detective stories, uh, I would give it. I would give it like a B. And yeah, if you want something new to read, it's um, it's pretty fun. Okay. And it's also one of one of the first books I've read that has specifically talked about the very surreal time period in 2016 and 2017 between the election and the inauguration when oh, everyone I, was going crazy. Yeah. Um so in that sense it was it was very much like a cool time capsule and it was like interesting to read um like a detective novel set in that very specific time. Yes, that sounds great. Um, so my thing I would try was the article called Unlocking the Mind with Yoga and One Simple Breath. And then there was like a sub essay by this guy named Eddie Stern, who's a yogi, who just, it says it's one simple thing. And it's a bunch of garbage about 10,000 years ago, Hindu tradition, blah, blah, blah. And then, but the one simple thing is very simple. It's a breath and you breathe in for four counts and then you breathe out for four counts and that's it. That sounds good. And like... He's not saying like only do this when you're doing yoga, but like you should just sort of like concentrate on that and then that will eventually be the way that you breathe in life and that like helps everything oh. from Hashimoto's to leaky gut. No, I don't Probably. know. Probably. I mean, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, because I, I'll do, I don't do yoga as much as I want, but I usually do it maybe like once a week. That's um, a lot. Yeah, I wish. I really want to do it like more, like be one of those yoga people. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah just having sort of that breath control is helpful for at least for like um like anxiety and stuff i think yeah Yeah. for sure uh what would you buy all right i just said since we're on our huge science kick today um non-natural beauty products i'm drawing a line in the sand not really and not fully but I was using that fucking Tata Harper shit for like, oh, what, a year. And I liked it. I was like, this is so fancy. This is so nice. I had a face cream and a serum. I was like, I'm on top of the fucking world. Okay. I started using this fucking stuff from the French drugstore. Oh, my God. Night and day. Wow. It is so much better. I mean, it actually does stuff. It actually, I mean, I don't know. Like, the Tata Harper stuff is really nice. Natural stuff is really nice, but it's like when you get those results, it's from chemicals, right? <laughs> I mean, am I wrong? If I'm wrong, tell me, please, nicely. Thank you. What but do you I, feel has been the difference? Fine lines and wrinkles. Wow. Skin tone, skin firmness, plumping, all the things I'm looking for with skincare products. I mean, this, like, this is the whole th- sort of mission statement of Goop itself. So to say that, is to shatter any illusions of any anything when it comes I to I mean, this. it's just, it feels so much better. I don't yeah. know. Maybe you want to go back and forth. Or I also used to do like some non-natural stuff and some natural stuff or I'd go days of this and that. And like, I've just been doing like the same thing consistently. Maybe it's because I've been like really consistent, mm. but it's like basically been, um, yeah, no natural products for the last like week. And I feel so wow. good. Yeah. Uh, you look great. Thanks. I would say keep going with Thank what's you. working for you. I, on the other hand, would buy <laughs> the new Tata Harper thing that they advertised. Oh, that $400. Yeah, yeah. so this was uh, this was an Ask Jean, I think. No, um, Ask Jean was that crazy fucking turn my shower into a sauna. Oh, right, right, right. That's crazy. Yeah. So this was just a new Tata Harper product. Um, it's called Elixir Vitae. It's $400, which is way more expensive than even other Tata Harper products. Yeah, $400 is <laughs> very crazy. So, um, they, so they show a picture of Tata Harper, and she does look really very beautiful. Sure. But then they claim that, well, they say that 
but even before this product, Harper was often um, mistaken for a teenager, which I don't, I don't really believe that. And then they said it even her she even got fresher and glowier after using this product. So I guess they're saying she looks like like a, a preteen now, a baby. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, they say that they demanded to know what was up. She says it's a secret. She laughed and she refused to say more. But now she's released this fucking thing. Um, it's made from all ingredients on her organic farm in New York. Um, 38 high performance, totally natural ingredients, a carefully calibrated mix of acids, oils, and flour extracts. Um, and the new ingredient that will be on everyone's faces this fall is broccoli extract, right. which contains a substance called sulforaphane that is found in cruciferous vegetables and has been shown to help shield skin from UV rays. So guys, throw out your sunscreen, throw out your copper tone, throw out everything. And your just, copper, it doesn't say, oh, cause just it's, smear broccoli extract on your face and your skin will be great. Oh yeah. Cause it's supposed to be like shield for UV. UV. Yeah. yeah. Um, other things, Spanish lavender, acmella. I have no idea what that is to help with smoothing. Uh, hyaluronic acid. Classic. Oh, that's yeah. That's real though. Right? That's what we want. I mean, it could. Sh- that's why it works. Yeah. I think if you took all that other shit out and it was just that, that <laughs> would work. Yeah. Um, antioxidant, great polyphenols, collagen supporting prickly pear extract, and iris stem cells for plumping, and lactic acid for exfoliating, pore Actually, tightening, this sounds tone evening, good. and brightening, all for the low, low price of four hundred dollars. But you can, yeah. So that's really expensive, but I don't know. It sounds- yeah. Um. But yeah, I'm gonna definitely next time we're at the Goop Lab, I'm gonna look for that sample bottle and give it a sniff and oh a yeah and yeah. maybe a little dab will a do little dab, me. Yeah. all right well i hope we didn't bore you with oh, the gmo yeah. talk yeah, we i know that, or offend you yeah we hope that you aren't offended but yeah it's just what i'm thinking we're all working through everything right now yeah <laughs> um Thank you guys so much for subscribing to our podcast. Rate us five star on iTunes. Um, we're follow gonna us on Instagram. Yes, follow us on Instagram. Um, if you like us, uh, uh, give us a little cashola on Patreon. <laughs> and uh, we have a really fun extra pod field trip coming up for March. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess yeah, that it. does it. All, All right. right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.